0: There are very few instances where it's a good thing to be called out. I mean, nobody really wants to be called out. In fact, I think the only time when it's a good thing to be called out is when you're standing in line waiting for your coffee order at Starbucks. And then most of the time, they, they get your, wrong, your name wrong and they mispronounce it half the time anyway. Does anyone else have that problem? No? Okay, a couple people. More than last service. Well, well, that's good. I thought I was the only one with my name, so that's a good thing. But we don't often like to be called out. No one really enjoys it. And I don't think there's any other time where it's a good thing to be called out for something. But I think we've all been called out before. We've been called out uh, in an office-wide email that's sent to a group of individuals. We get called out when uh, we get a comment from our boss or our supervisor about how we could have done this project differently or, or corrected a problem with a task that we completed incorrectly. And we all get lectured by our parents or our spouses once in a while for making a rude or sarcastic comment. The fact is we've all been called out before. I don't think anyone in here appreciates it or likes it in the moment. But the thing is that, that being called out is necessary for us. Being called out is necessary because most of the time we don't see our wrongs and sometimes they have to be pointed out to us. We have to be pointed out to the fact that our behavior, our words, our actions might not be matching what we should be doing. Our words can, can blow up relationships and it can sabotage them and hurt other people without us even meaning to, meaning to hurt them. And, and doing a job wrong can result in, in some problems for you down the road. It could result in, in unwanted expenses and it could even result in people getting hurt depending on what your job is. And we need to be called out on our behaviors Because behaviors can so often become destructive, not only to ourselves, but also to the people and the relationships around us. I was at a family reunion last week, and one thing I realized is that kids need to be called out a lot. (laughs) We had a lot of kids at this reunion and we went to this, this house that we rented on this lake and and the there was like these little paddle boats that you could take out onto the lake. So a bunch of kids took them out and were swimming out on the dock in the middle of the lake and all of a sudden you look out there and they got like 10 kids piled into this one paddle boat with more getting on and the paddle boat is just getting closer and closer and closer to sinking to the bottom of the lake leaving all these kids stranded without a boat in the middle of the lake. They needed to be called out, otherwise they would be stuck. And I know this is a cheesy analogy, but I think I think it follow, I think it carries. That often that's the situation that we're in. We're, we're on the edge of sinking the boat in our situations unless someone calls us out. Otherwise There's going to be destruction for ourselves and for the people around us and we're going to get stranded in the middle of the lake without a boat. And Not only do we need to be called out as individuals, but I think the church as a whole needs to be called out at times as well. And when I'm talking about the church, I'm not talking about just our church here in Houston. I'm not talking about the the larger denomination that we're a part of. And I'm not just talking about the Christian church in America. I'm talking about the church across the world, the body of believers who all confess the same thing and believe in Jesus. In other words, everybody you're going to meet when Jesus brings you into eternity. That's the church that I'm talking about. The church that that it's its job to, to forgive sins, to love the people around us just like Jesus loves us and to point back to Jesus and to point other people to the good news that we have in him. But all too often, we fail to accomplish those things. Pastors, leaders, and even whole congregations end up misusing and abusing money, people, and power, and it almost never turns out well for them in the end. And you don't have to think very hard to, to think about a leader in the church or a pastor who, who ended up having to, to, to step down from their position, to step down from their ministry or their leadership in disgrace or who we found out later covered up some sort of scandal they didn't want anyone finding out about. All too often, we fail as the church to extend the love of Jesus to other people and point them back to our Savior. And it's because the church is full of broken people, like you and me. The church is full of broken people. And we end up failing to do what Jesus wants us to do. And that's why we need to be called out at times. We need to be called out individually in our own lives, but the church as a whole, I think, needs to be called out so that we can minimize as many of those failures as possible, so that we can check ourselves. We have an opportunity to, to take a look at what God's Word says, to reflect on that, to understand if we're out of line with that, and to go to God to forgive, for forgiveness And pray that God would use us through the Holy Spirit to do his work once again. Being called out creates space for us. It creates space not to to get upset at anybody or to react harshly to criticism. But it's an opportunity for us to be humble and recognize our failures. And to lovingly and humbly call out the other failures that we see in our brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what we're going to dive into a little bit more in this series. We're going to take a look at how the church has has been called out in the past, how we as the church can be called out today, and how the promises of Jesus can speak into our individual failures and the failures that we share as the church and what God wants us to do about those failures. That's what we're going to take a look at over the next few weeks here. And we're going to take a look specifically at the first couple chapters in Revelation, those seven letters that Jesus dictates to John to the churches. And Revelation, like I said, is an amazing book. And it's a, it's a great read uh, if you have the, the time to dig through it and to really understand what it's saying. And we're only going to scratch the surface of it in this series. But if you want to take a deeper dive into the book of Revelation, I would encourage you to do that. And we have an opportunity to do that starting this next Sunday, uh, July 4th at 9 a.m. We're going to start a class on Revelation and taking a deeper dive into that. So I'd encourage you to t- check that out at stmarkhouston.org. But for now, we're just gonna focus on these letters that Jesus writes to the churches in the area. And the first church that Jesus writes a letter to is the church in Ephesus. When we first read this letter, it sounds like Ephesus is a pretty nice church. It sounds like it's kind of like the best church ever by what Jesus says about it. He says that they're doing good works. He says that they're enduring under severe persecution in the first century and that they are keeping the faith. And Jesus is saying that they're calling out people who are pointing away from the gospel. People like the group called the Nicolaitans who who basically just encourage reckless sinning. And Jesus says, with all of this, that they're not growing weary in doing any of this work. That's a, that's a great thing for this church. And they have, they have some all-stars who are a part of this congregation or who know about this church. People like John, the apostle, who, who this is his, really his home church. He spent years at this church after Jesus' resurrection. And, and John was able to teach them and he was able to tell them what he witnessed with his own eyes. Jesus' ministry, Jesus' death, and how he saw him rise again from the dead. And they also have people like Paul who wrote to them. They have a history of people like Paul who who wrote to them 35 years before the book of Revelation was written. And this is what Paul says to them. In the book of Ephesians, he says, I too have heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. For this reason, I never stop thanking God for you. That's some high praise from probably the best missionary ever and also from Jesus himself. And I don't think that they had professional 3D artists come on Easter and do some pictures for them. I don't think they had DeLoreans come visit for